0: You're listening to Living in His Love on The Answer Broadcasting with Rev. Trudy Daly and Mary Weaver. Now, let's prepare to hear this week's message.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit to guide and direct this program. May all that is said and done be truthful and loving and reflect your word and your ways. Open the ears and hearts Of those listening, that they might be blessed by what is said. Help each listener to know and understand how much you love them and that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to save them and that you want to help them in every situation in their lives. Amen. Welcome to living in his love. That's exactly what we're going to talk about today, love. And love is a choice, not just an emotion. Mary's going to read to us 1 Corinthians 13.
0: Love suffers long and is, and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity. But rejoices in the truth. Bears all things believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. That's a lot to live up to. Most
1: of us uh, struggle with love in various ways, uh, whether God loves us or not. And there's always the issue of whether love is real or false. A lot of times people confuse uh, love with lust, unfortunately.
0: When I went to heaven, it clarified it for me. I always defined real love as the love I felt when God gave me a hug. I don't believe I ever knew what love was until I felt that supernatural hug where I was healed and I can't explain it to people in that I understood... That I was valued and loved. I love other people. I love and I can share the love that I that God had for me because I understand it now. It's unconditional. And I always tell people that you, you can't imagine what love is. We say the word easily. Oh, I love chocolate. Oh, I love peanut butter or whatever. Um, I love to ride in cars. And I love other people uh, or my husband or my spouse, and there's all different types of love, as we know. But the unconditional, absolute love of God, you can't understand until you allow God to fill what I call and what many people called the God hole. Part of you, when God created us, we have a empty hole, and philosophers for for the last 600 years have, have, or actually 400 years, have described it as the God hole. They say that you're born with a little piece of you until you accept God into your heart. You're never filled, so you will spend your life looking for love and for f- fulfillment and other things, but until you accept God and He fills that hole, you'll never be—you will never be fulfilled. So, I went to heaven. I accepted God's love. I—I I also obviously, um, accepted the Holy Spirit into my life. I understand what God's love is. And I have the God's hold filled. For other people, they go from emptying They feel empty all the time because they don't understand what love is.
1: I know that for a long time, I believed God loved me, but I couldn't feel it. It was more intellectual. And then slowly but surely, God started to do things in my life that allowed me to experience the fact that he actually did love me. Part of the problem is the people in the world love us conditionally, and that's what we get used to. It's hard for us to imagine that someone would love us unconditionally, and that's what God says he does, and I've come to believe that it's true. There are are different ways that each of us hear love. And the thing is to figure out what ways other people hear love so that you can do those things that will help them feel loved. And not everybody hears it the same. And part of what we do is we tend to show love in the way that we receive love. For instance, uh, many people hear love in words of affirmation telling them that they're they're valued and they're good and they're wanted. All those words help them to feel loved, while other people want time, quality time with that person. And if that person's willing to spend time with them, they feel loved. Other people need physical touch. In our society, it's, it's not something that is easily done. There tends to be a unwritten rule that you only touch people certain ways. And yet touch can convey a great deal of caring. And I know that Mary shared with me that there's only certain ways that nurses
0: are allowed to touch. I I learned in nursing school when I started that you are less likely to be sued. And, and, And they teach you this, that if you touch somebody between the shoulder and the in the arm, the lower arm, for 15 seconds you create a bond with somebody and they're much less likely to feel threatened by you and therefore to go after you financially. If you hold a person's hand, though, you build a bond, a stronger bond that you wouldn't want to build with somebody that's uh, outside of a professional relationship. So if I hold your hand... I mean, obviously, if a patient was dying or um, really scared, I, I would reach, you know, hold their hand. I, I didn't really follow the rules. But um, they would tell you that, you're, that that's a very personal sign. When you take somebody's hand, you're becoming a closer relationship than a professional nurse would be with a patient. So if you were to come into my emergency room and I put my hand on your arm, that's me being a professional to comfort you. But if I hold your hand, I'm bonding with you. So all different types of touches can form different relationships, and you don't even know that that happens, but that's how humans have been created to build build these relationships. And love is the same way obviously, love between a man and a woman, a mother and a child, you know, your nieces and your nephews come and sit on your lap. The, you, the way you hold and touch people in your lives are are all different forms of love.
1: I know that they discovered back many years ago that when children were left alone, like in an orphanage, and they weren't touched, that they tended to die much more quickly. And someone discovered that if they took the baby and and put it in something that would hold it near the chest of the person, that the child survived much more. And so, and even when we're praying for people, we find that as we touch them, that that energy from ourselves with the Holy Spirit going through us is able to touch them in a way that doesn't otherwise happen. So touch is very important, but it has to be loving touch. The other way that people can feel loved is when you do things for them, especially things that they need to get done. I know that I'm always appreciative of people, especially lugging things for me. As I get older, I find it hard to move heavy things or or just always lugging groceries in. I've often joked that when I get to heaven, I don't want to have to lug anything. But those acts of service mean a great deal to me. And the last thing is that sometimes gifts are a way of showing people that you love them. And again, I would say, make sure the gifts are something that they would want and not something that you would want. Because sometimes we do fall into the trap of Picking for other people gifts that we would actually like, and it may not be according to their taste.
0: And it's been said that you never get enough love, um, or you can, some people are smothered in love. Have you ever seen a parent that seems to be holding on to that child for way too long, not letting them out of their sight? I don't think you can really smother a child, but. That's me, but on the other hand, if they're twenty three and they're still holding the child, you you might be concerned. Um, I don't know. I, some people are are strange about love and public show signs of affection in my um husband's family, you didn't hug, you don't, you know, touching unless they're wrestling as brothers and sisters, there was no outward signs of affection. I wasn't like that. I I turned to my husband when when our son was very young, and I said, do you want him to be like you? Do you want him to not know how to receive a hug or a kiss on the cheek from a family member without feeling uncomfortable? You need to make a decision right now, because it's a conscious decision. If you're okay, if you think your son should be like raised like that, then that's okay. I'm not going to tell you how to be with your son, but if you would rather him be like my side of the family where everybody's hugged and kissed and loved, then you need to start now. And it was a conversation that we had as parents because I knew when my husband would be around my side of the family that was all hugs and he for, would freeze he would become like a statue as everybody's hugging him and kissing him um now he's better but in the beginning our how we showed love and how he received love were two different things well i understand cuz i was raised in a
1: family where you knew you were loved but it wasn't shown in in physical ways It was more shown that my mother would make something that she knew we'd like or always have our favorite thing ready for us for a meal, but we didn't hug and we didn't say, I love you, to each other. So when my mother was um, going through an illness, I finally came to the point where I said, I need to say it out loud, and I need to hear my mother say it out loud, and I knew that my sister and brother needed to hear her say it out loud. So I would stand there and say it, and then tell her, I'm not leaving till you say it back to me. And it took her a while, but she finally was able to do it, and and my brothers and sisters were able to hear it. Um, it's been interesting at times when I've prayed for people, because I'm generally not a hugger, that I will hear the Holy Spirit literally say to me, Trudy, hug the person. So I will. Do we get enough love? When we ask people, often in group, large groups, very few of the people will say they have enough love. And one of our prayers has become for God to bridge the gap between the love that we need and the love that we receive because we do not receive enough love. How many of you feel loved? How do you and how did you
0: learn to show love? And it, it changes, I feel, with time. I think that as I as I grew with the Lord, how I express my love and how I give my love, like Trudy said, she'll hear to give somebody a hug. And I, I've been in church before and looked back and the Lord's told me to go hug somebody that I barely know. And I've gone up and just known that their heart was breaking over something and giving them a hug. And I wouldn't have done that 10 15 years ago, but I do it now. I think that the world is just in need so many people now just need to know that they are loved and people are aching for it so if if you see me and I happen to give you a hug, know that it's from the Lord and
1: the greatest way that God showed us that he loves us is through, allowing his son to come to suffer, to take on our sins and die for those sins so that we could be forgiven, we could be healed, and we could eventually be with him in heaven. That is true love. Love often is called to sacrifice, and we learn that from what Jesus did for us. And so Each day, ask God how you're meant to show love to the people around you. It may be difficult at first, but he will help you to do it. We can allow love to grow in us and then we in turn can share it with others. We are wounded people. We've gone through life, we've gone through traumas, we've gone through abandonment, we've gone through sickness. And these wounds are part of our soul. But then the love of God can come and heal. That's what we often preach. We preach that love heals. God's love heals and your love can heal. It's a conscious choice you need to make on a daily basis. So many times, whether we feel loved or not is determined by our family. And often, especially in the picking of a mate. Are you someone who has chosen to pick your own mate without consulting God, or have you asked God to help you find the person that He's chosen for you? I
0: personally think that I the first time I was married, I chose my mate. The second time, I let God choose my mate. Now I've been married. I've been with my husband over 20 years. I am very happy. Obviously, no marriage is perfect. We have to work on it every single day. But when you let God choose, the outcome is much better. I often tell people that if I had 100 people in a room, I would have never chosen my husband. It was absolutely God chose him for me. And I am blessed. I pray on it. Be led by the Holy Spirit. And who you're meant to be with, he will find for you.
1: And sometimes even though uh, we believe God has chosen that person, it can perhaps not work. And it's hard to understand that but God does bring good out of every situation we go through. And he can also use us to bring that person that's in our life closer to him so that they too can be saved. Love can cover a multitude of sins, so the word says. So each day you have a choice. Are you going to choose to be loving and forgiving, or are you going to wait to just be loved, and then if you feel you are, to return it. God's love is unconditional. He can help us to give that kind of love to others.
0: I believe that, especially in marriage, I don't wake up every day and think of what's wrong in my marriage, or I think of how I can love my husband that day, and I if every person, if you think of the people that you love and how you can show your love that day, it'll grow. I don't care if it's your neighbor, I don't care if it's your pastor, I don't care. And we love we should love all the people around us. That's what we're we've been given an order to do order by Jesus to do. So each one of us, needs to step out and love our neighbor. And that's what I try to do is I wake up and if I can show love by, I don't know, cooking a muffin for my neighbor or whatever, it doesn't have to be physical love or actually doing, it could be a smile. Uh, Each one of us can share love in a different way.
1: And we need to love ourselves because in order to love other people, We have to take a look at ourselves and know that we are forgiven, that there's nothing that we've done that can separate us from the love of God. And we need to kind of focus on that and meditate on that so that the enemy cannot use any of our feelings or emotions against us. Love is a choice and one that we need to make on a daily basis. Dear listeners, Thank you for sharing this time together with us. We ask God to bless you, heal you, and to provide, protect, and prosper you. May God allow you to experience more and more of his love for you.
0: We pray that this week's message has touched you in a powerful way. To connect with us online, visit us at theanswerbroadcasting.com.